You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Yoga Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm so glad you're here. It's morning. I am just returning from a week or about five days um, on a vacation away from my kiddos in more than a year and a half. So it felt very rejuvenating. And now it's back to reality. Something that I loved doing while I was away was getting up every morning and watching the sunrise. We were in Palm Springs and we watched the sunrise. It was the time difference helped. So it was like (laughs) a two hour time difference, even though I was getting up really early, it didn't feel so bad. And oh my gosh, friends, it was beautiful. And I was able to journal. I had such a good time. And it's funny because we didn't really do anything. We went with some other friends and, you know, we, we went, did go, you know, went to some dinners and I went onto the desert for a sound bath, which I'll talk about in a moment, but mostly it was unscheduled and it felt so good. It's exactly what I needed. It was over my birthday. So I just, I felt okay just doing nothing. Um, that being said though, I did take some time to do a lot of journaling and goal setting for myself personally, for the show, for the business. And I really reflected on the fact that like goal setting for me is 100% self-care. I don't know about you. I have Capricorn moon. So that's, you know, I feel very emotionally nurtured when I have things that I'm working towards, when I'm accomplishing things, when I see the vision for the future. That feels good. So I did a lot of goal setting and created some plans to get there. And yeah, I just, you know, I love to throw out different ways to self-care than what, you know, what we normally think of. Who would have thought goal setting would be one of them? Another great one, friends, related to this Capricorn moon energy is to look at my schedule and delete things. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Not going to do that. Like being realistic about what I can actually fit in my schedule. Oh, it was lovely. So I did do something kind of fun, which I know many of you listeners are into sound. Um, Perhaps you listened to the episode that we did on the healing of sound. It was so interesting. And I haven't, I've been to a few sound baths before, but this one was wild. So I was out in the desert, in the Mojave Desert, um, really close to Joshua Tree and like literally like across the street (laughs) from the park, which is huge. And I went to this place um, where it's this big dome in the middle of the desert. And the backstory of it all is that this man was and had an encounter with aliens and was told to build this along the ley lines in the desert for whatever reason. I didn't fully grasp the story, but it sounded great to me. I'm on board. Aliens, yes. Heck yes. Let's do it. 
But I really wanted to experience this sound bath in, you know, a room that is completely filled with sound, this dome. So it was, it was just exactly that. I laid on, um, you know, a pillow and the sound bath was about 40 minutes and it just, it filled my body with vibration and I felt so good coming out of it. I felt really clear. I love to do things that and I did this alone. I tried to get my husband to come with me. He he drove, we drove together because it's really far out in the desert that you don't really have super good cell reception. So he's like, okay, I'll go with you and then I'll just like poke around. And he's totally down to do these things. But sometimes he's just like, you know, it's my vacation too. I don't know if I want to do that. So I'm like, no pressure. Anyways, I did it alone. And I, I try to do things that kind of bring me out of my comfort zone as often as possible. And this felt like one of them just because, again, I didn't know anyone and I was alone in this dome in the middle of the desert (laughs) doing a sound bath and it was everything I experienced. So I will link up this, I want, I can't remember what exactly it's called, the Integratron, Integratron, I think that's what it's called, is the name of the actual building. I'll link up their um, Instagram if you want to check them out. If you are in the California area, in the Mojave Desert, outside of Palm Springs, you want to do a sound bath in a sound dome in the Integratron, heck yes. I highly recommend. It was like $50, so a little price to it, but totally worth it. Okay, that's my self-care update, friends. Love to hear what you're doing. I'm preparing for another self-care Q&A coming up. So if you have questions, things that you want to send over to me, please make sure you're following me on Instagram at ashleysondergaard.yoga or at Yoga Magic Podcast. Send me your questions via DM. I'd love to answer them for you um, or even just talk about something that you're curious to know. We can do a little research for you. So today we're talking about creativity and we've done some episodes on creativity before, but today's guest, Leah Van Doren, is truly a creativity queen. She does this. This is her coaching area of genius around creativity. Um, We connected because we're both theater kids and you can just feel it in her spirit. She's just a lot of energy and so fun to be around and she really helps others um, find their creativity and live a creatively inspired life. So I'm so happy to have her on the show. I was on her show, The Creative Soul Podcast, a few weeks ago, if you want to go ahead and check that out. So Leah Van Doren is a creativity coach. She's a podcast host. She's a collector of stories and seashells. (laughs) She hosts creativity workshops to help people get unblocked and tap into their creative flow. Her next workshop is a six-week journey centered around the creative process and discovering your next creative idea. So if you want to learn more about her, um, I'll link up all of her information in the show notes. And I'm excited about this conversation today because we get into some details. We talk about that connection of creativity and self-care. A huge shout out and thank you to our show sponsor, Aloha. If you're new to Aloha, friends, it is delicious protein drinks and bars. These are my go-to because they're low sugar, they're high protein, they're plant-based. All Yoga Magic listeners get 15% off of your order when you use the code YOGAMAGIC. And then finally, friends, we have an event coming up that is happening in person. We do a few in-person events over the summer just because it's actually nice here in Minnesota and plenty of online events throughout the rest of the year for those of you that aren't in Minnesota. So coming up on July 22nd, I will be partnering up with the podcast hosts from the show The Art of Living Well. They've been on the show as well. And they they know all things about you know staying well, living a, a really clean life, 
whether that be through food, whether that be through wine or your activities. And we are doing a backyard bash in my backyard in Plymouth, Minnesota. The evening will be cosmic yoga led by me. We'll have clean wine tasting hosted by the gals from The Art of Living Well. And then some of our show guests will be there if you want to meet and greet and perhaps ask them some questions. We'll have tons of giveaways from our show sponsors. So if you are not in the Twin Cities, don't worry. We'll do lots of other events coming up. But if you are here in Minnesota and you want to join us on July 22nd, Grab your tickets. There is more information in the show notes. Again, if you are not in the Twin Cities and you want to connect, make sure you're on my email list. Um, You can get a free morning cosmic self-care guide for your sign, your specific morning routine for your sign when you sign up for the newsletter. So go ahead and check that out in the show notes as well. All right, everybody, let's get to our conversation with Leia talking about creativity. All right, we're chatting with Leia Van Doren today, who is a creativity coach She's a soul sister that I met on the internet. Here we are. And now we're friends (laughs) and we're going to share and talk and learn about creativity. And I'm so excited. Thanks for being on the show, Leah. Thank you for having me. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So can you talk about just your journey into, into this work, into creativity work and coaching people in this area? Yes, totally. It's, I feel like, you know, there's a long story in the short version. So I'll try to kind of give a medium version, but I actually grew up homeschooled and I grew up with seven other siblings and my mom growing up was a piano and voice teacher. So I grew up surrounded with the arts and my dad was also a music director at a regional theater. So I grew up like my schooling, so to speak, was like going to rehearsal for theater and going to ballet class and going to painting lessons and um, learning the piano and learning how to sing. So I just like grew up in a very artistic, creative environment. And so then I went to public school um, starting in middle school and I knew that I wanted to study musical theater in college. Like theater was my one true love. I loved singing and dancing and being on stage and just telling stories and like using the body and the voice as a vehicle for storytelling. And so I went to college for musical theater. And when I graduated, I had all these like big dreams of moving to New York city and like my my biggest dream was to be on Broadway. Like literally that was my dream from like age five until like maybe 21. Um, and when I graduated, I, I felt like I wanted to not move to the city right away. I kind of like changed some plans. So I ended up moving to a small coastal town in Connecticut. I moved across the country and started working at a theater, not, um, like in an artistic aspect, but more in the like business financial side, Hmm. but it was kind of just like, I found a job and I wanted to be in the theater, getting to meet people before I was like going to make my big move to New York and start auditioning and, and all of those things. And while I was at um, my job in Connecticut, I was going through like a bit of an artistic, the world of theater and like the world that I had learned in school and how they set you up just like didn't feel like it was artistically stimulating or I didn't feel like I could really use my creative voice because a lot of the times like the way that it works is that you'll um, you know, you'll find a role that you want to audition for and then you go audition and there's like lines and lines of people right. you can wait for hours and not get seen and I was just like that 
doesn't make sense. Like, how is that fueling my artistic soul? And, and so I started to think of other ways of like how to express my creativity and started to come back to some of the practices that I did as a child, but like kind of lost throughout the years because I was so focused on theater and musical theater and singing. And so I started to get back into writing and Ruby fell back in love with writing. And at the same time was also kind of going through like a spiritual awakening. And I also grew up really spiritual. I lived in an ashram when I was a teenager. And so I was kind of like combining these spiritual practices that I learned with the artistic creative practices that I had learned in school. And then I was finding on my own and then realized like, wait, I don't think I want to like wait around in audition rooms in order to be seen. Like I want to be in control of, of how I create and who I get to share my creativity with. And so I was kind of like going through my own journey with dealing with imposter syndrome and like the fear of failure and the fear of not feeling like I was enough as a creative in general. And I just started to read books and get into like different podcasts and um, courses and things like that. And realize that I actually love holding space for others to find their own creativity and to like tap back into their own unique voice. Cause I think we can get so lost along the way in like society and, um, just those like external pressures that we put on ourselves uh, when in reality, it's like coming back home to yourself and your artistic practice doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing it to be a professional. Like I was Mm -hmm. trying to do for, you know, musical theater career, but more of like a self-care practice, um, a spiritual practice. And so, yeah, it's been really cool just sharing that practice with people from that lens rather than like needing to, be perfect or needing to produce something or anything like that. And just kind of coming back to like your self-expression and how that opens up to like the world of creativity, which is all around us at all times. So that's kind of like the, the condensed version. It's like, this is like, I have so many questions. I'm so interested in, in just like your upbringing and ah, like, it sounds so cool. It, first of all, ashram, you lived in an ashram. How did, how did that work? Yes, lived on an ashram. It's funny because like before I had moved to an ashram, I didn't even know what that word meant. And I think a lot of people don't. And the the best way that I can explain it is like Elizabeth Gilbert went to an ashram in India and eat pray love. And like that yes. was kind of the thing going on at the time when I moved. And so that's what I would always tell people. But why that happened or how that happened is because my mom, like I said, she had a music studio teaching piano and voice. And she was really interested in like spirituality and yoga. And so she ended up moving me and some of my siblings to this ashram in like the the mountains of Northern California. And we lived there for two years and it was a place where it's very structured. Like there's a schedule every day of getting up for satsang, for meditation, for yoga class. There's like two yoga classes a day, there's meal times. And so it's a very like small, intimate, dedicated community. Um, but because we were young at the time, I was still going to public school. And like, so I was kind of involved in the ashram life. Like I would live there and go to some of the events, but was also going to school at the same time. So wow. it taught me a ton, a definitely unique experience to have as a teenager, but I'm so grateful for it now because I feel like it really set the foundation for my spiritual practice today and really kind of 
getting an introduction to those modalities in the like very Eastern mindset mm-hmm. rather than how people come to yoga today of like, which is a very kind of Western point of view, which is also beautiful in its own way, but yeah, grateful to, to just have that foundation. That's so unique. I just, wow. What an interesting perspective. And okay. Second, very important question from your story. What is your favorite musical? <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Love this question. Okay, growing up, my favorite musical was Wicked, which I always felt embarrassed to say because, you know, you want to have the answer that's like a little obscure and a little cool. And I'm like, well, everyone knows Wicked. Like, I can't have Wicked be my favorite musical. But in reality, Wicked was my favorite musical. So it was so good. It is so so good. The music is so good. It just like lifts my soul up. Like I it's just the best. I also love like anything by Jason Robert Brown. I knew you were going to say this. I knew I just felt it in my bones. He's no like, I mean, obsessed with Jason Robert Brown. I was, a, I almost went to school for musical theater and I ended up working in, um, in the arts in fundraising. So like a kind of similar route, but a little bit different, but I was like you, I mean, so into all of these musicals and like Jason Robert Brown, the last five years is like my soul. It's my oh my gosh. Wait, I love, <laughs> I love that you did that. That, that makes total sense. It makes sense why we're soul sisters. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. So when you audition, what do you, what roles were you like, what roles were you auditioning for? Great. Yeah. Great question. I was always the like character supporting roles and, you know, because of the body type that I have and I'm more of like a belter mezzo soprano. And so mm-hmm. the roles that I, it would be like, um, I'm trying to think of a specific example. I'll always like the like best friend, cheerleader type role, like funny role. Um, those were, that was like my type, quote unquote. Mm, fun. Okay. Yeah. What about um, you? What did you? What did you do? I, well, I didn't do it in college. I was a choir kid in college. So I oh. was very, very into choir um, and eventually did I have my degrees in music business so it was like that was the end game but when I did theater I was I loved like the romantic leads like I didn't want to be those roles I wanted to like like I was always Sarah Brown and not Adelaide I wanted to be Adelaide but oh okay I ended up being the like the Sarah Brown of it, which was, was fine. Cause like, it made sense, but totally. I feel like I was the opposite. I was the Adelaide and like wanted to be the Sarah Brown, <laughs> oh my gosh. but also Adelaide has like the best songs. So there's, she that. has such good songs. I know. Yeah. I was like, what is this noise? Like I have to just, just whatever. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> listeners may not be resonating with any of this, but that's fine. Cause musical theater is amazing. Okay. So I, I totally like resonate with what you're saying about not wanting to audition and like that, Mm. that neat, you won't even be seen. Like that's, that's a choice. That's a choice that people make to do that. And if they want to do that, heck yes, like more power, but good for you to know, like, you know, that's not my creative outlet. So when you found this way of helping inspire others through creativity or just helping them find their creativity, like what does that look like? What do you do with, with the people that you work with? Yeah, such a good question. So, and, and this, and it has been a long journey or just a process of like figuring out what that is, because I think it's, it's so like esoteric in a way where it's like, right. yeah, how do you tap into your creativity? What does that actually look like? And so currently in my work now, I kind of have like nailed down my process. And so what that looks like is, 
I host these, I'm really big on like creativity in community. And so I I host like guided writing, meditation workshops. Um, I just finished a six week creativity workshop where we met once a week and we're guided through different proms. And so the way that the structure kind of works for any of my creativity workshops is like gathering into the space and going off the idea of like it being a circle, meaning that like everyone has a voice, everyone is seen. And so there's like, we'll gather, we'll do a little bit of sharing. I'll open it up with like introductions and a question just to kind of connect us and to get us like here. And then I love to always start with a guided meditation that I lead people through. And then we do five minutes of stream of consciousness writing. Mm. And so these like, the meditation combined with the writing, these are really the two tools that I found that really kind of like skim off that like extra layer. It's like you have that surface layer and it takes some time to really tap in and go deep. And so having just a meditation to ground yourself in the moment. And then also these five minutes of stream of consciousness writing, it's kind of like you get off all of the like brain gunk. I mean, people call it brain dump or whatever it is, morning Mm -hmm. pages, Julia Cameron uses it in the artist way, but more of just like what's going on. How do I get all the like fluff out of my brain to really kind of clear my channel. And then we go through different writing prompts. And so my work is all about creativity, which could look, you know, singing, dancing, there's so many painting, there's so many different like paths that you could go through that. But the way that I teach people is through the act of writing. And it's funny because like, I never really considered myself a writer. Um, Now I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm a writer. I'm I'm owning that. Um, But it's like, you don't have to be a writer in order to do these practices. It's about like using the tool of writing as an act of, or as a tool for discovery and exploration to really tap back into like your soul and what it is that you want to say, what it is that you want to express, how, how do you listen to yourself without judgment? Because I think when we're faced with the blank page, so many things can come up that kind of mirror the blocks you might experience along the creative path, like, you know, fear of, of, you know, not having enough ideas or feeling like you're stupid for what you have to say, or, or just like that fear of the blank page that people really, um, you know, that stops them. And a lot of times, and and it happens to me too, it happens to everyone, but really like getting into tapping into that sense of flow. So it's like, you're starting writing and you're just allowing it to flow and you're not self-editing. You're not judging what's coming out. You're just allowing it to pour out of you until you kind of lose track of time. And then you're like, Oh, I, I found this jewel. I discovered this thing. Just, just like processing and exploring through the act of writing. Mm-hmm. I morning pages, man. Oh, wow. It's just such a powerful tool. And it's I, like, it can be kind of hard to start. So I often will have clients do that as well. Like so for people that if they're not familiar with this is it's you just write three single space pages of whatever comes up, just write. Yes. And it's so weird. Some like when I look at some of the things that come out, I'm like, I didn't even know I thought that, but like, obviously I did. Cause it just came out. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. It's like you get into those deeper layers of your subconscious. Yeah. And also it's like, sometimes I think the hardest thing too can like get us to starting. Starting Mm -hmm. I think is the hardest part of any practice that you do, especially a creative practice, but it's really that like, you know, it's okay to start your morning pages with the sentences. Like, I don't want to write today Yeah. or like, I'm really tired 
today. And just like starting from that place, because then you see how it kind of, you know, once you stick with it, how it, how it unravels as you continue mm-hmm. to explore. So yeah, it's such a beautiful practice and also hard to be disciplined to do it every day. Mm-hmm. To do it every day. I like that you start your workshops that way or your your courses because like the idea of the warm up that's really that makes a lot of sense. We I was doing a little workshop with a friend last week and she had us like warm up for a drawing and I've never done that before. Like for I don't draw really, but I was like she was like having us just do some lines. And I was like, oh yes, warming up the creativity. That makes sense. Yeah, the warm up. That's so funny. Cause it's like, I know what my process is, but I don't, I don't think I've identified like, oh, it's a warm up. But I'm like, yeah, duh, it's a warm up. It's like yes, warming up your that. voice for totally. an or something. Totally. Oh my gosh. Friends, I'm always on the hunt for quick and easy, yummy snacks. But also, you know, I want to keep this vessel, this bod, nice and clean and putting good things into it. And protein drinks and bars are something that I just, oh, it's been hard to find the perfect bar, the perfect protein source. But I have found my new favorite. Good news, everybody. Aloha. Yummy. If you haven't tried these before, Aloha makes delicious protein drinks and bars. I love them both. In the morning, I'll grab a shake while I'm driving the girls to school. And then after my workout in the afternoon, I'll grab one of the bars. It just keeps me satiated until dinner time. The protein in them fills me up and just keeps me from snacking on you know, those not so good things throughout the rest of the day. And the best part of Aloha bars is that these are plant-based, they're low sugar, and they are clean and delicious ingredients. I just tried their iced coffee plant-based drink this weekend. And yeah, it's like, it hits all the things. It gets, coffee, the protein keeps me nice and full. It's seriously a mood. (laughs) If you want to get on the Aloha bandwagon, enjoy their delicious plant-based drinks and bars, head over to aloha.com and use code yogamagic for 15% off your order. That's aloha.com and use code yogamagic. So why do you think, Leah, we're so blocked creatively? I think a lot of, I mean, I guess I'm just blanketing everybody, but it, there's, I mean, we'd all be creating all the time if we were really tapped into this. Like, what is, what are the blocks? Such a good question. I think it's so, it's a couple different things, but I think primarily there's this, well, one, okay. One, I want to talk about like distraction and kind of how we're taking in everyone else's ideas and thoughts and opinions all the time through, social media through, you know, our jobs, but really being like plugged into communities, which I think social media can be such a tool for inspiration and for connection. And also like when you're not really clear on what it is that you want to say, or what it is that you want to create can be really easy to like get caught up in everything else and not come back to like shutting off the screens and like really tuning into your inner voice. So I think that's why having a creative practice, a meditation practice, a yoga practice, whatever that is. It's like, that's when you get to actually listen to your own inner voice. And then the second thing is, I think there's this, there's this like belief in our culture. And I I wonder if it's just in America or if it's around the world, or if it's just part of the human condition, but like this fear of not being enough and this fear of like, what I have to say is not important or what I have to say, like nobody will care about. And it's like, these are all fears that I've worked through and that I continue to work through. And I, I think it's just important to 
be aware of those fears. I, I think what we're taught is like when, when we have those fears of like, well, you know, why would I create someone else is already doing it? Or why would I write a book when someone else, someone else has already written a book or why would I um, like, you know, who would care what I have to say? I think those thoughts or what I've identified is that those thoughts and beliefs are just part of the creative process. It's part of it. So like, we're going to come up against fear. We're going to come up against those like thoughts of like keeping ourselves small, because that's what we believe will keep us safe. Because what will happen when people really see you, what will happen when people really hear what you have to say and like hear your voice. And, and it's so vulnerable to do that. And that's why I think we use this term of like a creative block when, when in reality, it's like, you know, we're just dealing with the fears that anyone will deal with on any path, the creative path, the entrepreneurial path, like when you're doing anything that's important work to yourself and your soul and what you came here to do, I think you have to kind of go through those things. And then also something that I'm dealing with now, because I'm the kind of person that like, you know, is very go-getter motivated, you know, wants to produce and create all the things. And now I'm really coming into the space of realizing that there are seasons and cycles for everything. And just like, you know, the moon goes through the cycles, our bodies as women go through cycles, so does our creativity. And so you might be in a cycle where you're not creating anything. That doesn't mean that you're not a creative. That doesn't mean that you're blocked. It actually means that you have to give yourself space and time to process or to integrate whatever it is that you're integrating. And then you'll have something to say. So I think that's like a sneaky little block that I'm noticing coming up just in my own practice of like, of like, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not creating because I'm afraid I'm creating, I'm not creating right now because I need actually rest and rest is just as important, like on the creative process than it is actually doing and creating. So I think it's having that ability to discern what is quote unquote blocking you. Is it a fear of being seen or is it just that you need to rest right now and it's okay to not be creating right now? So yeah, that's kind of what I'm exploring right now. Mm-hmm. That's a, such a good point about the cycles of this process. Like I think it's, you're so right in saying that there's times in our lives where we're just in the flow, we're just rocking yeah. it, we're magnetic. And then there's other times where we're like, oh, and I think like for me, I sometimes like to, I like to blame it on something else. I mean, I like astrology so much. So sometimes I'll be like, well, you know, the full moon is in Taurus. So I'm just a little bit stubborn and stuck right now. And like that, I'm just, I'm learning to get over that. That's like a block for myself. <laughs> it's just mm. like, okay. Like sometimes we just, we just have like ebbs and flows. That oh, being said, let's hope there's more flows <laughs> totally. so that we can do the actual work, create the, the, the pieces what specific, you know, you talked about like a couple of ways that we might get blocked, quote unquote. Um, but what do you like, what do we do to do that discernment? Like what, how do you discern? And maybe it's a connection to your intuition. Like how do you discern where you're at and what, like what the next right course is? Yeah. Such a good question because it is really hard to, to kind of figure that out. And like, when you give yourself permission to, to ebb and when you give yourself permission to flow. And I think, I mean, this is why I'm such a big proponent of creativity as an act of self-care, because I think a lot of the times, like, you know, the things that we do in our mainstream culture of, of what a self-care look like, okay. That looks like 
watching hours of Netflix, just like kind of zoning out Mm -hmm. or, you know, taking a bubble bath or whatever that is like the kind of like mainstream forms of self-care, which are beautiful. And, and sometimes you, you do need to like numb out, but I think that there's like a, an over, like, like we, we, the way that we take rest sometimes is actually not restful. So like me scrolling on Instagram, it actually doesn't give me any rest. My brain thinks like, oh, I'm not doing anything. So I'm resting, but that's actually nourishing or filling up your cup in any way. But with creativity, what I found for myself and what I found for clients and for a lot of people that it's like actually, you know, connecting with a creative practice and getting in that creative flow is that like mindful rest. And it actually energizes you and nourishes you. So so for, for one side, you're like letting go and you're being in the moment. And then on the other hand, it's really like nourishing you, energizing you, filling up your cup so that it is a form of rest in a way. And so for me, that looks like writing again, like the journaling practice and just starting even when I don't feel like it. And then suddenly I'm like writing pages and pages and I feel so much better afterwards, or it can look like taking a walk and just being really mindful about what you're seeing and feeling the breeze on your skin and really engaging in the five senses and just like having this like sensual grounding practice, which I think is, is creativity in a way, or even like I started to do, um, and I have some clients too that do this of like painting, like you said, you did a painting workshop or, um, yeah, it's like, so even if you're not a good painter, it's like, how can you let that be a restful activity? And the way that you let it be a restful activity is you don't plan the outcome. You kind of just surrender to the moment and you connect to your senses and you, you see where your paintbrush wants to go, or you see where your pen wants to go on the page. And so you kind of approach it from this, like, exploratory, playful curiosity place. this like sense of openness and, and wonder and paying attention to the world. And in that way, you feel so much more nourished. You feel so much more inspired. Um, you, you can then gain the energy that you need to do the things that you need to do, you know, your responsibilities or whatever it is so that you don't actually need to numb out on Netflix for five hours or scroll on your Instagram for another hour. Like you can use that time to, not be productive because I feel like productive is a little bit of a hot word right now. And I'm kind of trying Mm -hmm. to get away from that, but being nourished, really like allowing your, your creativity to nourish you and to nourish like all of your senses. Mm. Yeah. That's a, there were, we had someone on the show talk about play and she had suggested that too. Like this idea of play being that you create you create something like a, a drawing or a painting, but that there's no expectation for outcome. And she even suggested doing it blindfolded. I think that that is really rejuvenating. Mm-hmm. I love that suggestion. What other self-care creativity hacks or like <laughs> ideas do you have things that maybe you use or with your clients? Yeah. One of the best things that I like to do, and especially this is helpful for people when they don't know where to start or they don't like have any ideas. Cause I think a lot of the times people will want to create, but they're like, well, I don't know what to create about. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know where to start. And so one of the biggest suggestions that I do, and I, I build prompts based off this, but starting with where you're at. So starting to list like things that you see right in front of you. So for example, I'm sitting, I'm sitting on the ground and in front of me, I can see my computer. I can see some dandelions in the background of your screen. I can see my microphone. I can see a fallen Christmas tree. Cause I'm in this like closet. 
I can see my water bottle. So I might list out like all of those things and then use those as my prompt. So now I have a list of like five words and now the prompt would be to take those words as inspiration and create something from it. So just as you would in the brain dump, timed. So you you have like three minutes now to write something and just kind of see where it goes. So now I might like talk about this dandelion behind your head and maybe then I'll find some connection to the dandelion that I saw on my walk or like, um, what is, what is the evolution of a dandelion or like thinking about, you start to make all these connections that you wouldn't normally make if you didn't have like the time to, because how often do we really give ourselves that time? I think there's something about creativity where it's like, you need flow, but in order to have flow, you need to have structure. You need to have a container to pour it into. And so, starting with where you're at and just being really like simple and mundane about the things that you want to create with in a way. Cause I think sometimes we think that like, we have to reach so far or reach so high to find a creativity when it's like, no, it's just in front of you. I can write a beautiful poem or discover something new about dandelions and my water bottle. Like it can be the most mundane of things, but that's where you find those magical moments in it. So I'm a really I I just love that we can like make the ordinary extraordinary in the act of creating. And that's, that's a really cool way to start. So anyone can do that. Um, Another practice that I do, and I started to do this every day of 2021 and it's a prompt. um, It's inspired by the poet Marie Howe and it's called 10 things. And in this prompt um, you basically every single day, you write down 10 things that you noticed, that you saw, that you thought, that you felt. So in a way it's kind of become like a short form diary, but it's really low commitment. And so I've been giving this practice to my clients and they, they love it. And I love it because it, it really is like, you can just bullet point one word. You can, you know, bullet point um, a thought or a feeling or a phrase, or just something you saw that made you laugh or whatever it is, but really it is a practice of paying attention and like staying connected. And now when I look back at some of my like 10 things list, I'm like, wait, that sentence could be a prompt for like a whole character or a whole poem or a whole, like you can make something out of it. It's like those little moments that make up your entire day, which make up your entire week, which make up your entire month, which make up your entire life. So it's like, it's like this beautiful way of, record keeping and also paying attention and also just being like the artist and the observer of your own life. Mm. This is mindfulness practice. I mean, that's what that, that's amazing. Like being present, seeing, I don't even realize, I forgot that there were dandelions behind me, but like, how cool to think about that. I love these ideas. That's so unique. Totally. Yeah. Creativity is mindfulness. That's, that's all that it is. And that's kind of what I've learned in like combining the creative and the spiritual because mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to is just like, you can find mindfulness with a yoga practice. You can find mindfulness with a meditation practice, and you can also find mindfulness with a creative practice. Mm-hmm. Can you tell listeners about your podcast and just kind of like what you talk about on that show as it relates to creativity and all the things? Yeah. Yes. Love that. Yeah. It's so it's called the creative soul podcast and it's really about the intersection of creativity and spirituality. And so I interview other creatives about their path, their process, their rituals that they do some of those like daily rituals um, and their connection to spirituality. And I started it because 
I was just like, I, you know, I know my process or I'm, I'm starting to, you know, I think knowing your process is such a like process of uncovering and learning um, and growing and evolving. But I'm like, I think that as an artist, you, you can feel really alone of like, well, does anyone else do this or how, how does other people's processes work? And I think also giving yourself permission to have your own process or like owning your process. And so I was just super curious about what other people thought about creativity. I was like, I spend all day thinking about this stuff. Like how do other people do it? And how do other people make things? And where does that connection to spirit and the universe and God come in when you're thinking about like creating something? And so that's really what the podcast is about. Just conversations. It's very like, just kind of free flow, getting to know the person and their journey and how they got to where they are today. And like, kind of just their perspective on these topics, because what's so cool is that someone could think totally differently than me. Like, this is just what I've, well, this is what I've come to understand through my life experiences, but I could be wrong. And so I think it's beautiful to just like hear from other people. So that's what it's about. It's been fun. I do three interviews a month and one solo episode. And so, yeah, just kind of like figuring it out as I go, go along. I still feel pretty new to the space, but it's something that I'm passionate about in order to share your voice with other people. And that's, I think that's what I love about podcasting. Cause it's like, that is the ultimate epitome of sharing your voice and like having a platform to share your thoughts and ideas. And so it's been really cool. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds like, I love the idea that like, yes, we all have different processes and different perspectives and on this area that is so free flowing of creativity and just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. How can listeners work with you? And, and maybe like, can you give an example of a specific client? Like what are they coming to you for? Yeah. Such a good question too. Um, usually people are coming to me when they f- when they feel like they've lost a part of themselves by not creating. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically like a lot of my clients maybe have had a creative practice in the past or like myself were studying something artistic or are the kind of person that like didn't even know that they were creative. Like they never thought that they could be creative. Cause again, I think we're really taught that like creativity and the arts is reserved for professionals. Um, when in reality it's available to everyone, it's available to literally every person on this earth. Like we are all innately creative. And so usually it's, it's people trying to discover that part of themselves, you know, like reconnect back to that, like lost, lost soul part of themselves or it's people like trying to really understand their story and understand how to express their story and so I've worked with other creatives and artists who are kind of similar to me who kind of have a story where they lost their creativity and are coming back to it but don't have the discipline or the accountability to really get started again right Mm -hmm. um or kind of like, you know, think, you know, put it off till tomorrow and tomorrow. And then you end up realizing that like, you don't have a creative practice. And so I love to work with people in developing a daily creative practice. And it really is a daily creative practice. Um, And so I just finished a six week creative workshop called discover your creative soul, which was all about developing a creative practice, um, discovering your unique creative process. And then at the end, you kind of go on this journey of, of just gathering information instead of being like, I'm going to take this course and I'm going to write a book at the end. It's like, no, 
we're, we're going to like pay attention and notice to what the universe is telling us and, and integrate and process that in some way so that you will have created something in the end, but it's not going to look like anything that you expected it to be. And so I just finished that and I'll probably run another one of those workshops in the summer. So probably July. So definitely get on my mailing list to learn more about that. Um, and I used to do these creativity and community circles, which were every week, but I kind of have taken a step back from doing it every week, just as I'm like trying to figure out sustainability of that. Yeah. And then listening to the podcast and I have a mailing list um, and things like that. I do some one-on-one mentoring. Like I mentioned, people who are kind of trying to look to craft their stories for interviews, for grad school applications, things like that. Kind of like getting your life experiences and how that, like, how can you talk about that and how can you kind of like relate that to another person? Um, And so I I do some like one-on-one coaching with that kind of stuff, but that's usually the creativity and community like group workshops are my main thing that I love to do. Okay. Amazing. I'm so glad we were connected. This is, this is just an area that I hadn't thought a lot about. And I'm so glad that you are good at it because I think listeners will be, will be interested, right. To try to figure out their, their story and their voice. So thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Ashley. This was so much fun. And I can't wait to have you on my podcast. I know I'm excited. More of your story and just talk with you more. I'm like, I think you're so cool. So (laughs) thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in today, everyone. We are here every Thursday and the occasional Tuesday bringing self-care and self-discovery to you. Thanks to Leah for sharing all things creativity today. And thanks to our show sponsor, Aloha. Remember, you get 15% off of your order at aloha.com. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone.